Tim freaking Smith. I'm pretty sure I've started an episode just like this before, but when you are in the booth, let me tell you, I have to comment on it. Why did my chair squeak like that? I don't know. You Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me on again. Uh, it's not a pleasure. Okay, I, I know. Just, I just wanted to tell you. Um, I don't know if you listen to this show, but we just bag on you all I the know. time. I love it. It gives me energy. and Yeah, know. you know, their hatred fills your rage, correct? Something like that. It gives you vibes. Yes. How many <laughs> questions are about that each week? <laughs> what questions do you guys get? Yeah, what's the deal with that, Patreons? You guys are supposed to give us questions monthly. And we our inbox is empty. So if you're a Patreon to the show, um, write in questions. Otherwise, you're gonna have to hear more from Tim Smith and his horrible questions. I always hit him. I always hit you up every single week, like whenever we need questions. And last week I forgot. So no this is your platform. It is because we don't have a we don't have any questions. Tim, just knock away. Ask anything you want right now. You need a second? Yes. Play some little music, like a thirty second clip. I'll come back to you. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm not playing music for no reason. Hmm. Okay. Are you ready for a question? Well, while you're thinking about that question, let me just thank you for listening to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is Everything Comes From Something, episode 68, starring Tim Smith. He is our yes. special guest today. If you enjoy the show, make sure you listen to the end. And if it's something you like, check us out at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get exclusive things like asking a question for the show or a monthly exclusive podcast every single month on the last day and it's all worth it people you should it's go do totally that totally worth it tim i mean you can't speak from experience because you don't even support us i know i mean but you're homeless like what what can we say i try yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean we got to give you credit tim if you've been listening to the show for a while you know that tim has supported this show through graphic design helping us out honestly you're a great friend dude oh, thank you i think the audience needs to know it but we're i'm just that's the nicest thing i'm going to say for the rest of this episode i'm going to just be ripping on you for the rest of the show i'll take it hey if you don't have any money to throw our way towards the show sharing the podcast with friends and family helps a lot podcasts grow through word of mouth so if you like it tell a friend um if you know tim smith tell a friend say hey he's on the show let's you know listen to it and laugh but I think this show is going to be really good, dude. Uh, we're just going to be focusing on our friendship. I think you're an interesting guy. I think that's why you deserve a seat. Oh, and also, yeah. Cameron is not available. He's he's out of town. Yeah. That's, that's normal. That's my question. Where is he? He is hanging out with his girlfriend. <sighs> he had to spend time with her. They've been dating a long time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's still no ring. How's that? Yeah. What's the deal with that? I bet you that's what she's asking, huh? I know. Man. Cameron, get it together, dude. You know what? If he if this podcast had more patrons, he could afford a ring. I know. So uh, no one never supports and no one. Patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Check it out, Tim. Let's get into it today. Yeah. Shall Tim we? Smith, who who are you? I mean, because we just roast you and we beat you over the head for no reason, but really you're just a supportive friend. That's why we always make fun of you. That's why you deserve to be infamous on the show. I want to hear a little bit about your story. Before we get to that, did you have a question for the show? No. No. Okay. Well, patrons, that's your fault. Tim's here. He's just in shock to be in my presence again, even though it's not like he doesn't see me all the time. But I know. Wonderful ginger over here. <laughs> and my orange hat. We're sipping some, some coffee and all that stuff, so we're a little hyped up. Tim? Yes. Tell me about you. Where'd you grow up? When did you meet me? How did our friendship start? Because I'm still wondering how that happened. But tell, yeah. us, tell us where you grew up. Okay. So... I've been born and raised in San Jose my whole life, downtown Little Glen area. Yeah. So I was raised here, went to school here, went to church. 
So everything that I've done has been all local. So did you go to public school at all for any of your time? Because you were homeschooled, right? Yes. So I was public school for a while, from first kindergarten through third grade. Uh huh. I went to a private school, and then from at- go from kindergarten through third grade, and then I went through no, that was public school. Private school was fourth grade through seventh, and then the rest was homeschooled until graduation. So up and through your high school years, you were homeschooled. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've been on a podcast before. You and I have talked about what that homeschooling experience was like. Is that right? I believe so. The first time I was here last year. Yeah. Yeah. But just for a quick recap, if you're a new audience listener, kind of tell us what is it like to be homeschooled throughout high school? Like what was that experience for you? Yeah. It's actually one of the most interesting things I've done because at first I hated it because I had no sports it was like i had friends and stuff but it was just so different mm-hmm. and but i learned to love it I have my own time management like when i'm doing the homework and stuff so i just had more free time throughout the whole week yeah homeschoolers i think most high schoolers hate them just inherently because i hate they, them too yeah so. i mean well i don't blame you i mean i hate you so that's <laughs> your local homeless <laughs> um no i was gonna say the, most high schoolers inherently hate homeschoolers just because they have so much freedom in what they're doing. And like looking back, it's like, man, maybe I was a little hard on most homeschoolers. You definitely have the weird ones, Tim. You're super weird, but I got to say you're at least a little normal yeah. compared to most of the homeschoolers I've met. You're not like, you know, in a straight jacket uh, compared to society. Like what's the deal with like the, um, like I feel like some homeschoolers are so naive to like the world absolutely yeah what's the deal with that i'm not sure just like over sheltered over sheltered yeah and then people don't know how to react to the real world when they hit college or when they're done with high school it's it's almost a shock for them go ahead i'm gonna oversimplify it but i see like homeschoolers go down a couple paths there's like the i'm gonna stay sheltered forever sheltered even though i'm gonna be adult i'm gonna keep acting like i'm innocent and good you know what i mean Mm -hmm. there's that and then there is the other homeschooler that goes off the deep end. You know what I'm talking about? Like Where Kaylee. it's like they crash and burn. I mean, you don't have to say any names. Oh, I'm, but it, <laughs> I'm down for saying names. I don't. <laughs> but they they um they enter into the real world and they just get hit by a train and they embrace it. They yes. embrace the train and mm-hmm. they just go crazy. And I'm just like, what the heck is happening? You know, like why they they totally lost it and it's like almost a reverse effect to what their parents were trying to do. Yeah. You know? I think I'm in the sweet middle spot where I was a little sheltered at times, but I was I had a pretty good reality sense of reality of the world. And yeah. so, and I kept with a lot of what I what I noticed, Tim, is just looking at you for as a homeschooler I I kind of noticed like you have odd quirks and honestly those are good things. Okay, like yeah. I think they make you individual, I think they make you um kind of creative and exciting and I mean that's one reason we're friends. I I think you're a cool dude. Mhm. But I noticed that your perspective on homeschooling when you're in homeschooling, I didn't really notice it, but if I was just judging you from the outside, it almost looked like you were in it, but you were observing it. Almost like as like you're like, what do I think of this? Like, almost like you were like just kind of taking it all in mm-hmm. and being like, hmm, interesting. Like, exactly, yeah. Which is, it's almost like you were, you had matured out of it before you had finished it, mm-hmm. you know? And you were like almost fascinated by it. It was fascinating. And also, I didn't, I never grabbed onto those things. I never like 
agree to be with that kind of person. So I kind of rejected it kind of throughout my whole high school time. Right. Yeah. I think you were against being put in that category and I don't blame you, but I don't know many homeschoolers who are aware of like who are fully aware of like the homeschool hate. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most of them, I think, have like a little argument being like, homeschooling's better. Like, I hate that conversation in high school. Like, I hated that. They're like, it's just better. Get destroyed, you know? And and I was like, okay, you know, that, that sucks. I'm jealous that I don't have that freedom and stuff. But I noticed that with you, you were more like, I don't want to be associated with that. And, and, I, and I think this kind of sums up your personality, Tim. You just don't want to be associated with a lot of crazy, I noticed. You're kind of like, I hate this and I hate that and it's kind of just out of spite of the negatives that these groups or peoples or or fans have you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and yeah I agree with that but I I realize I don't like being put in the box of like I I don't like to be labeled mainly yeah because I don't even know what my label is myself and so I'm always changing always trying to do new things yeah tell us a little bit about your experience going into college because just and and I don't mean this as a negative way, but it seems like you've switched focuses a lot. Um, what has that been like for you? Because I'm almost at the end of graduating here. You did school, but you tried a bunch of different things. Like, what's your headspace in that area? Hmm. First of all, I guess I never liked school. Yeah, and so it was always difficult for me to. It was difficult for me to do the hard part of the papers and research. Mm-hmm. I was able to get by, but I don't know. Once I hit college, it seemed more like an option, not rather rather than I have to. And right. so I kind of gave up. And sometimes I still regret that. Like I don't, be- I believe that I, I could push myself for more, mm-hmm. and I'm just down the bottom, not tr- not excelling. And I can see I do have potential, but I guess I don't use it enough. Yeah. And so with all- and I went through tons of different. Like picking different majors of filming, editing, photography. And so I'm not sure yet. So that's where I'm at. That's okay though. Like I think that's something that's valuable. And honestly, Tim, like I think it's good that you go out and try things. There's something I notice about you. You are a perfect representation of a creative learner. And what I hate about the school system for people like you is that it doesn't cater to someone like you. Because I've watched you excel and learn and be very good at crafts work. You know, like you're extremely good at graphic design and you're taught through creating. You know, like that's something you've experienced. That's something that people have come alongside and taught you with. Those are things that you've experimented with, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that is a skill set you've taught yourself in a way that a school system never would teach you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because instead, in a graphic design class, they'd have you write a paper about graphic design yes right which makes no sense Mm -hmm. and i think what makes me upset is that as talking to you you know we've been friends all throughout college i think honestly our friendship has grown the most in college in these college years yeah um is i've watched you change your majors a bunch of times and and i'm like well what do you want to do tim and and you have like this creative energy and i i think it's important for me to tell you you are not valued by having a degree like I think you need to know that dude just because people get degrees doesn't mean they're any smarter or they're any better or anything like that and when I look at someone like Jules my girlfriend she never went to school and she was the same way and she was like this doesn't 
help me excel at the craftsmanship and the work that I want to develop in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like that, I mean, not to go on a rant, but that sort of thing like drives me nuts, you know, because someone like you, Tim, it's like, I mean, you're my friend. So inherently you get a bias bump, but also I'm like, dude, I would, if I was working for some sort of graphic design thing, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to call you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, I'm sure Tim could get it together. And it's like, just because you didn't finish school, there's now like, I I can see like, it can be a little discouraging for you. Yeah. You know? Actually, like you graduating, other friends graduating, like crap. So what, dude? Like, I mean, I was telling you earlier at lunch, right? I'm going to graduate with a bachelor's degree in science for economics. That sounds fancy, right? Mm -hmm. Good job, Isaac. Is that going to get me anywhere? I don't know. Is that going to get me a job in economics? Possibly. But what are they going to do when I get that job? I'm going to walk into an office. Good job. You got the job because you have the certification. They're going to look at me and say, listen, you learned a bunch of stuff in school. None of it really matters. We're going to teach you the stuff that you need to know right now. Here we go. Like yeah. there, there's a flaw in the way that we're teaching people how to become diligent workers, part of the labor force, honestly. Absolutely. Right. And it's like, I think for someone with your specific skill sets, I have no doubt, Tim, that you're going to like excel in the workplace because I mean, currently you're doing design stuff with your dad and construction and that's fine and good. But like I've seen construction jobs transform people like then working into some form of design. And I can totally see your future going in that direction if that's something you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that you entering the workforce and just going at it and learning and grinding with your creativity going in that, like that is going to become way more valuable for you than school. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just talking to my aunt yesterday. Like she's a bit on her mind apparently for a while and she called me and then we're just talking about like, my life a little bit like what's happening and mm-hmm. then she's talking about like why if you like doing passion like if you like doing art why didn't you go for it and talking about how it's it's gonna be tons of hard work but always excel with it and that kind of mo- motivated me as well yeah i mean i think a few months back we went to go see um bon ivor in concert mm-hmm. however you say his name i don't care i'm gonna say it that way because actually i had an experience i was talking to people i was like oh it's it's bon Iver, because i guess that's how the white hipsters say it um it's bon Iver. Yeah, someone was like, nah, dude, I think it's just Bon Iver. And I was like, forget it then. I'm just going to call him Bon Iver. If someone corrects me, I'm going to punch them. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. That's um, just good winter in French. Whatever. When I when we went to go to that concert, you were like, yeah, you know, like I'm just focusing on my work right now. And I'm mm-hmm. putting the creative stuff on hold. And when I heard that from you, it was, I was like, no, like that's like so not who Tim is. But I don't want to say anything like specifically like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think... Then as we work and as you like work on yourself, developing as an individual, like you will see how your creativity seeps into your work life. And hopefully that will inspire. I hope that like those things merge, you know, mm-hmm. I see that in my current job, you know, I work in, I'm working for a church and it's like, I see how economics goes into my church job in ways that I, I like didn't really expect. Right. Mm-hmm. And also like things that I'm passionate about, like audio design. I mean, the fact that I'm talking on a podcast right now plays into my ability to speak in a live setting or even speak in front of a small group of people, right? And formulate my thoughts. It's like, dang, I am growing as an individual and it was so hard for me to see it two years ago. 
Okay. You know? Yeah. It was so hard for me to see it two episodes ago when I was like, I don't know, Cameron and I were, I mean, we talked about it on 67, but episode 66, like Cameron and I were in a rut. Like that's like our episode was us just being like, man, we don't know what we're doing with our with our lives. And this is like a normal part of growing as an individual, Tim. And um, so, yeah, like I think kind of talk about your favorite pieces of art or, or the areas where you want to excel in and the things you've had experience in. Um, I want to hear about this and then I want to hear about how maybe some of these things can blossom into dreams like what are these what are these like skills possibly leading you to and I know that's kind of a big question Mm -hmm. right right but I think it's more entertaining to sit here and positively dream than sadly say well I'm not doing it in the other any of those things yet right you know what I mean right so talk to us Tim what do you do like what are the things I know I mentioned graphic design but what are the things that you really like to do okay I I just love art so much. Yeah. Even though we talked earlier that I'm a big fan of art. Yeah. So what do you mean by that? I don't know. In my opinion, everyone puts such a high value on art, and I don't. I disagree with it. That everyone says you could be an artist, you could do this, that. Like no, it's a certain gift, and not everyone's going to be an artist, and that's okay. Does that come from a place of like discouragement in your own work? No, I don't think so. I. Maybe sometimes I might feel discouraged as I'm not excelling well, but I know I have a creative heart in in general. Yeah. And I, I see other people try, and then that's not their gifts. And so I don't think that it's important. And Tim, uh, you're extremely opinionated. Yes. I will say, like, when we look at some art, you're like, dude, this is garbage. Or you're like, dude, this is really good. And I think it takes some guts to say that stuff. Um, but I appreciate it nevertheless, because I think that, um, you're usually well formulating your ideas. Let's, I want to hear, I want to hear about your arts and passions, but I'd like to break down some things that you don't like or things that you want to, like you mentioned the Joker movie. I want to get back to that. Okay. Okay. Um, let's talk about like your, the ways you express yourself artistically right now. These is why is this drawing? I believe just, Mm drawing whenever I get a chance listen to the radio music and just and then always refreshing in it with different color palettes yeah like gives me like sense of like new ideas new types of styles they're all very abstract in general but yeah that's my easiest way of just expressing yeah I think to maybe reiterate I, I see that you have this way of expressing visuals with sound and that is a skill that not a lot of people can tap into correctly as a matter of fact i bet you you do it offensively in some situations where it's like i think there should be more lights or more or more crazy like things with that oh coming um from a line of work like in the church and stage design tim like that's something that no churches care about and it's something exactly and it's something that's important you know, I think especially for the this like next generation, you know, I'm going to be real. The faith and theology is not affected by the artistic lights and whatnot. No, you know, absolutely not. It only enhances it for a church experience. Right. Whether you're religious or not, there's an aspect of creativity, a spiritual creativity that goes with a church. 
And most of the time, like churches just like whittle that down to there is singing and music, and that is creativity at the church. Now, if you dive into theology, it's like, and and I don't mean to go on like a pastoral rant or anything like that, but it's like go on expressing yourself unto God if you believe in that sort of thing can be in a lot of different ways. Like worshiping God can be in a lot of different ways, you know? Yeah. If that's like drawing or leaning into your passions, whatever that means, it's like if you believe God is someone who exists and he created you, he created you with a purpose, right? Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like I consider doing this podcast a part of me, like, you know, whether you believe in God or not, right? Mm -hmm. For me personally, my belief, it's like God made me this way. I have to do this. Because he designed me like this is a part of who I am, right? Exactly. And so when it comes to like your creativity, it's a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the dreams with that. The visual with sound, Tim, like where do you see an opportunity for you to really truly be who you want to like be Tim Smith, you know, Mm -hmm. like where, where's a facet where like, dude, this is something I'd love to do. I think there's freedom with having control of sound and visuals. Yeah. Because it creates, you have the power to create a whole story and with multi layers and create different moods and different ideas. And I just love the idea of, I just love that. Yeah. And go ahead. I'm going to ask you this because I want you to kind of talk about this specific subject. You go to a buttload of concerts. Yes. Tell us about how your passion for art and sound mix at a concert and how that inspires you. First of all, I believe it's a form of escapism for me. Yeah. Yeah, I fantasize the ideas that could be when I go to the shows. Mm -hmm. And so it it is expensive, but it's also as a reminder of what I can do. Yeah. And so this refreshes the idea of writing music or doing the lights or or the sound as well yeah and so i do that to keep my ideas in check like oh does that make sense yeah no it totally makes sense is the visual design of a concert something that interests you in the future yeah i was what was it the 1975 a couple months ago we checked out Mm -hmm. back up in san francisco and their design is so flawless so so modern and so clean and so so effective yeah like the way it helps you like the way it gives you emotions and yeah what did they do that made it kind of stand out in that way I think they had or what I remember they had their cues were so spot on for every movement of the sound Mm -hmm. like different light changes different dramatic effects yeah everything was pinpoints mesmerizing the the LED screen wall had tons of different effects and yeah this is the way they played so well together very abstract at certain times and so what are the some of the best visual concerts you've been to where these ideas merge um you're talking about 1975 I think that's a group I'd love to see uh who did we see recently? Bon Iver's very visual, but that was in a DMX light setting, no laser walls or anything like that. So that was very like um, design of lights and flashing, which I which I think is fascinating, but also not as modern as nice. have, yeah having like a background that you can manipulate right. a lot, right? Yeah. Well, 
I think the national, they're very simple and they're they're light, yet they're they have so much emotion in their music and then the lights just always get me good. We talked about on our concerts episode a while back how there's a split between music and show, mm-hmm. right? And how certain bands like swing between that. Like Cage the Elephant, they have lights, but right. it's not the focus. The focus is the musical performance, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like you look at a group or someone like Dead Mouse, it's all about the show because there's not really a performance. He's pressing play on a turntable and then mixing it in, right? Right. There's I mean, there's skill to that. People mm-hmm. don't realize there's a lot of skill to that, unless it was all pre recorded and it's just press play and look cool. But like like there's that balance, right? Where do you see that balance kind of settling, Tim? Like I think like I guess my question to you is does that balance need to exist? Would you prefer some artists having like over the top lights even if there's it's just a performance, you know? Absolutely not. I believe there's I don't think there's a correct answer cuz yeah, it's creativity. Yeah. Right? And the, there should be some kind of um standard for it, but if you were to focus on the sound of it and not the light and it's so great or vice versa, I don't yeah. see there's nothing wrong with it personally. Yeah. It's all different creative decisions that they make. Mm. So totally. Yeah. I think you have like this love for going to concerts and you go to way too many of them, if I'm being honest. Actually but- <laughs> this year I've counted like five of them. Like I've five is still way more than I've went to this year. So, um, but yeah, I, I can see how your passion kind of coincides with your love to go to these, these concerts. I think there's a lot of other things you can do with your love for, excuse me, artistic design mm-hmm. and, uh, and things like that. But yeah, I just, I want to have a conversation with you about it, Tim, cause I don't want you to be discouraged, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's important, like, to talk this stuff out on air because you don't know who's thinking the same thing you are. Right. You know, yeah. who's been going through like creative withdrawal or, or like, you know, what is it like to deal with that? Do you have any advice for people who want to be creative in certain aspects and feel stuck? Hmm. That's two things. First of all, it's okay to be stuck. It's okay not to know exactly what you, for your art wise. Like it's okay to try, but my, and I'm constantly in little um, artistic. What's the word like? Right. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 And so I'm constantly trying to figure out like what do I do next? What do I do next? And I just give it a go. And sometimes they stink. Sometimes I don't post. But <laughs> with that, the constant trial and error gets me past that. Yeah. And sometimes it takes months. A certain ideas that I have in my head, and I just keep them and keep them. Like and finally strikes a note, like oh, I'm happy. Or like oh, this this works, and I go for the next couple of months doing the same process, of the same kind of art, and then I change it up again. Yeah, one critique I hear of your postings on Instagram, by the way, he Tim's posts a bunch of art at what's your handle? Son of a Smith, bitches. <laughs> Son of a Smith, that's right. Um, yeah, you can check out his art at Son of a Smith. The one critique I hear about your art there, Tim, is that you post white blocks three times in a row. Who's talking? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you who's saying that. 
No, that's right. I don't even remember who said it to be honest, but it makes me laugh. I'm like freaking Tim Smith with the white blocks. No, that's no. I sometimes I do that to change the style, I guess. Like every once in a while, I'll go through different aesthetics for like twenty posts, thirty posts. Actually, I know who it is. It was uh, Daniel Baker. Ah, uh, Daniel Baker. Baker. I heard Daniel that. Baker. Well, shout out to you, Daniel. I miss you. Yeah, he's doing good. I cool. saw him the other day. Nice. So. He's into going to concerts too, but he's like into rock. Rock is Daniel's game. I remember we've talked about that and he's like into the harder stuff. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, it's just for me to create the, create certain aesthetics for a while and then change it up so they don't like bleed into each other. There's a little space. They're little like sections of portfolios. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes I like those white pictures too. No, thank you. Just to bother you. Give give you one like on them. I know. I see that. (laughs) Anyways, anyways. So going back to back to helping other people for yeah. creativity. I, I just give it a go. Like take time, get ideas, copy people and steal it a little bit. And then or tweak it up and then redo it. Yeah, you won't really know until you try. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You won't like you're not gonna get any better just sitting there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's worth it giving a shot. And that's what I commend you for, Tim. At least you're always posting and trying with art like it's tough i think it's tough to make a living off art but there's ways you can do it and i have no doubt you're going to make money off the skills you're making now so yeah yeah good advice good advice for those who are creating and and i stand by it too i mean with this podcast that's the thing it's like you got a vision you got something you want to create just do it who cares if people listen who cares if people look you know like Mm -hmm. a part of it is you doing it because that's like who you are Right? Yeah. And, and if that's something you want to be, then it makes you more of like who you want to be if you just do it, you know, because then you are doing it, if that makes sense. I know that sounds yeah. like convoluted, but totally yeah. makes sense. Yeah. If, if you get what I'm saying. So, Tim, what are you doing right now? Do you want to talk about your current job? Are you kind of bored with it or how's that been for you? Yeah. Because you're not in school anymore. You're working with your dad in construction stuff. Yeah. What's the experience been for that? It's been good, actually. It. Like I said, we mentioned the Bunny Bear concert. I kind of took a break on creating, and not because I wanted to, but I believed that I had to grow, grow up in different areas, mature. And so I decided to do full-time with my dad, construction. It's been going really well. It's, but I did injure my back recently. Yeah. So. Well, I think what's cool is that your dad owns his own business, right? Exactly. So you get to see a little bit of the entrepreneurial side mm-hmm. of it and he's, as well. He's always hustling, always working getting a new job so it's good to see that consistency yes it's 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 not easy but i see it it's something common like yeah yeah it's cool i think you know when talking about you working in construction i think most people picture oh tim smith is like pouring concrete and whatnot and maybe like there's an aspect of it that you do do a lot of manual labor you're talking about you throw out your back but you also see a lot of the business side which i think is unique mm-hmm. it's almost like giving you an insight to the managerial side that, that your dad deals with mm-hmm. and and that's that's probably more useful than business school. So, sorry for ripping on education. This week at school has been boring for me. I'm like, what's the point of this? I don't get it. It's meaningless. It's meaningless. No, there's some good there's some good class stuff that I was learning this week. I just was tapped out. Halloween. Mm. It's like I'm ready to get spooky. You know, I saw that movie The Village last night. We were talking about it. Interesting, interesting little flick. I yeah. was surprised, dude. the the uh, The critic and and viewer scores are extremely low. 
Oh, really? Okay. The movie, they're like at 50%. Was it correct how they should be or should it be higher? I don't, I think it should be higher. I think that movie is much better than 50%. It's probably um, just because of bad rap since it's M. Night Shyamalan. I guess. I think like, you know how there's such thing as like the Disney bump or the Marvel bump? Like they get like an automatic, like better score just because of like... Their name? Yeah, their name. Like you recognize, oh, excuse me, or like a Edgar Wright film. Mm-hmm. Or um, Wes Anderson. There you go. That's a good example. Much better example. I feel like uh, M. Night Shyamalan has an opposite effect where it's like his movies instant down bump, you know, or it's like, yeah, these movies suck. And he's made a, a couple stinky duds for sure. But don't you dare talk trash about Last Airbender. <laughs> Kill me, dude. Last Airbender is so bad and the cartoon is so good. I just don't. It's back on Netflix. Is it? They just really, a couple days ago, I, it's back on. Dude, I love that show. I love it so much. I watched it. I have like the whole DVD set. It is such a good cartoon. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. I just, I think what's hard is it's that. It's an introduction f- to hentai, so. No, no. It's made by Americans. Um, Wrong show, guys. The Last Airbender, I know what you're thinking. If you haven't watched it, you look at it and you're like, what is this cartoon? It can't be that good. You know, like it's, it's kind of like, I I don't even know how to say it, but I, I know how you feel looking at it. If you're an adult, you're like, there's no way I'm going to watch this. Please Just go watch it. Give it a shot. The first season, it's a kid's show. Okay. You can't knock on it. But the second and third are incredible um, art design, mm-hmm. great character writing, like you got to give it a shot. If you're looking for something really easy to kind of sit through, I feel like this is a great show. It's um, definitely yeah, probably one of the best cartoons I've ever watched. Yeah, so. it's so good. I just don't know what that would be like if you were watching it as a kid, because mm-hmm. I didn't get to. I watched it like as a full complete series. I never watched it like on TV. But if I was a kid and I saw that on TV, I'd be sitting there like what's going to happen next you know like because the the show eventually like really ramps up where you're like i need to know what's going to happen next i'd, I'd binge like three or four in a row yeah i wanted to know what was going to happen so yeah great show great show it's not as total side tangent though <laughs> so worth it whatever whatever i'm okay. saying anything else you want to add about uh, your experience working with your dad right now what's it like working with family is that weird no uh, personally it's not weird okay it's- I feel it's a little bit easier to invent. Like, yeah. Well, it's not your typical manager where you can't say too much, but since it's family or your dad, there's a little bit more leeway if I could express how I feel what I'm thinking about. Right. And so I guess that's a little bit more helpful. Yeah, because I've heard working with family is usually a mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you say otherwise, like, good. That's a good thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we can move on from that. Go for it. Um. Let's jump to the Joker here. I want to talk about your aggressive opinions against what's popular, Tim, because you have a gross hipsterism about you. Let's talk about Joker for a second. I want to hear the justification. You watched this movie and you said it was not that good. What's your thoughts? I have a disclaimer. I fell asleep since I was tired and it was nine o'clock at night. So I'm going to be a little biased. I'll ask you the same question that that I asked you earlier. Is that the movie's fault or your fault? I still can't tell. <laughs> if it was interesting, I might have kept through it or I was just really tired. And yeah. I didn't care. But the movie, I thought the movie was not that great. It was slow and very lagging. Like they linger on shots too long or mm-hmm. the story didn't pick up. But right towards the end, 
where Joker kills Robert De Niro on the show. Spoiler. Too late. <laughs> Too late. But I thought that was a really good the dialogue and then it just got focused in so well. Like, wow, if this was kept the whole film, it might be a really good film. Yeah. But it the whole end goes to waste for how bad the film was. Have you seen Drive? Love that film. See that that film has the same like slow lingering shots, a lot of boringness and an but explosive some, action at the end. But there's something so interesting about that kind of boring. So it's, it's just sort of preference. Yes, and I'm not sure how to describe it, but the the artsy films. I gotta give you credit, man. Like at least you stick by your guns, Tim. I know for me, I'm usually open minded, but maybe you'll come around. Yeah, to the you, movie. you have no spine, so I, you just I, flop around. Well, it's, it's okay. At least I'm not an ass. So. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, what was I going to say? Because you are so divisive with your opinions, Tim, let's, let's air them out. I think now's yeah. the time. You're Give me something. Air. Give me something. I'll say overrated or underrated. Okay. Um, Cheez-Its. A little salty, but great. Okay. Goldfish. Delicious, but salty. Okay. Well, I guess we're on a train here. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. I, I thought that was a good show. It was it was pretty mainstream. Everyone was into it. Madagascar 2. It's so awkward, certain scenes. When the, the guy's walking with a big old <laughs> tumbo, whatever. The, you're so funny. I'm literally just making stuff up on my, on the off the top of my head. Iron Man 3. Does not deserve the crap it gets. Last Jedi. I love that film. Shut so up. So good. Dude. Oh, yeah. So good. You got a problem, bro. No. You got a problem. I'd like to hear why. This is great. Why do you say it's great? That movie has so many issues. The only the biggest issue I have was a kid at the end of the film picking up that freaking broom. What about the? I'm okay with Luke Skywalker dying because he was a bitch from the beginning. Oh my gosh, Tim. Okay, Luke Skywalker dying. I didn't have an issue with that. Honestly, I really didn't have an issue. My issue was the rest of the film just being like super boring. It was not boring. Yeah, the the whole subplot with the gambling planet. That part, that didn't... Okay, at least you can say that part sucks, right? It was, yeah, it was... It was what do you think about the strange writing between Ray and... Uh, what's his name? Kylo Ren. I thought that was interesting. It was in... I feel like the whole series has been leading up to something, but they still haven't paid it off. Right, and so doesn't The Last Jedi feel like a wet fart? Because it's it's like stacking like I'm telling you, Kylo Ren and Ray have this like building tension that's really neat between them in the film, and then it ends with them like teaming up a little bit, but then not really. Yeah, right. Like it makes no sense. Like it would have been more interesting to have them team up, mm -hmm. or instead it just goes back to they're bad guy, I'm good guy, and then it ends with a very very strange like everything's good. There's no like reason to make another movie after this you yeah. know what I mean mm -hmm. and the other thing that I wish they delved into more was the pit of where Luke was at yeah like I thought that was such an interesting area like they could have there was I I, I, f I do not think this movie is the worst movie ever I think The Last Jedi has much more potential than people give it credit for but it just fumbles I think that that's my biggest issue it fumbles in so many ways where it could have succeeded and shined mm-hmm and that's fair enough. So at least you can admit it's a flawed film, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting that you like it. That's that's for sure. What is something that you love that a lot of people hate? I'll give you a second. I want to think of another movie. 
uh, that I can ask you about. Another TV show. What's the TV show that I've watched that maybe you had seen? You like Edgar Wright films? Yeah, I've seen two of his films. I've, I've seen Baby Driver and Hot Fuzz, I believe. Hot Fuzz is good. Yeah. Yeah, Hot Fuzz is fun. Suffer from class. <laughs> but no, like those who, he's a great director. What about Predator? Have you seen Predator? No, but you guys talked about that a couple episodes ago, didn't you? You've never seen Predator? No, I'm not a big fan of violence in that sense. It's boring. Maybe there you should go. give that one a give it a chance. Action films are so overrated. I don't think that movie I think that movie fails where people don't understand. Like Predator, the and I know we this is probably what we mentioned last time, but Predator was originally marketed as just a military movie because it just has Arnold Schwarzenegger with a gun on the front wearing camo. There's no hint that there's an alien in that movie. No, really. All there's right. none of it. Okay. And the first 10 minute, 20 minutes of the movie is them raiding a military base like a stupid 80s action movie. <laughs> like, it's so stupid. And they blew their entire budget of the movie on that first 20 minutes. Okay. Massive explosions, so dumb. Some, people, so people, 80s explosions. Guys, like, running around on fire, right? Get like, to the chopper. Yeah, it's, like, very dumb 80s. And then they come across someone who's disemboweled and hanging from a tree. Okay. And it's like, wow, this is extremely graphic and maybe a little racist, right? Like if you're an audience member going there in the in the eighties when this movie came out, right? Because okay. you're like, wow, like they're saying that the people in Vietnam are like doing this stuff to the American soldiers and stuff. Oh, I had no idea if that was the case. Yeah. Okay. And then slowly you find out that there's a creature in the trees. Like that's the that's the reveal of the movie. But everyone knows now, like, oh, Predator is about the Predator, right? Mm-hmm. But you didn't know that. No. And so then it's like this these bro special ops like super jacked soldiers being hunted by this like alien creature that's like the plot of the film and it it has so much more value when you understand the context of how the movie was released yeah i'm not saying that the movie is great because of that right but i think you can appreciate it more so maybe give it a shot with that context or not no maybe not (laughs) i'm sure there's plenty of stuff that i find that i love that other people don't like i just here's a here's a really difficult one for you go for it Five guys are in and out. Absolutely in and out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a California thing more than anything. Maybe. Maybe. So iconic. So it's okay. Cameron agrees with you. I'm split. I can't decide. The fries are freaking amazing from in and out. See, I always think five guys fries are better. They're they're good, but they're... Oh, I feel like they're always salty. <laughs> Please, dude. What about in and out fries? They're salty too. Yeah. Here's the thing with me in and out fries. I always feel like I'm struggling to pick them up. They're so small and, and little chunks. Like the first seven fries you eat are great. The rest, they're deformed runts. You just have to you have to fight to get them in your mouth. You know what I mean? Do you like the animal style fries? No, I don't get those. No. Just I'm, I don't like sauce on my fingernails, I think. is That just sounds gross. Well, they have forks. So you, can see, like, you, not, you eat fries with forks? If it's animal style, yes. You got a problem, dude. With the cheese and the little onions, a little sauce. Ooh, that's all good in my mouth. <laughs> Kill me, Tim. Kill me. Um, okay. What? Let's move on. Go for it. From this. Okay. I don't know why where we're going with it, but at this point, Tim, I think, people, I think people have a really good understanding of who you are. Um, yeah, you want to talk about how we met? How did we meet? I have no idea. I think it was through Venture. Yeah. The church we were going to? Yep. 
I think we started hanging out just because I saw you at West Valley, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. We we knew each other from the group, but it's like we really started to hang out because of that. I did not like it the first time I met you. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I want to know why. Well, wait, you don't like most things you meet at first, so. I guess. Like, you seem to... Well, I think I met you like at one of the parties, after parties. Yeah, yeah. I was probably very hyper. You're super hyper, super vo- like your type A personality when I met you. Yeah, I'm very... Like super, yeah, vocal and loud. And so I guess I didn't like that. And then for a while, I didn't like you. And I guess we met West Valley and I'm like, oh, he's cool. Yeah, I think I've kind of shied away from that loud vocal sort of way that I was. More because I don't care what people think of me anymore. I'm not like very concerned with pleasing individuals. And I know you can relate to that, Tim. Yeah, but. I think, what was it? I was trying to play Pink Floyd and I guess you didn't like it. Like, oh, here, listen to this Queen song. I think that's like my first impression of you. I hate, I don't even like Queen that much. Like, this is the greatest guitar riff of all time. I wonder which song I picked. I do like some Queen that people, like I, okay, it's not that I don't like Queen. You don't like their hits. I don't like Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. I think that's. It drives me nuts. Hot garbage. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that song, it's got nothing on some of their other songs. Okay. Um, And so I guess you play one of their, it was killer guitar solo, but. I don't remember what song that would be. I don't think it's, I don't remember. Jeez, what is my Queen library? I think now I'm going to look. I think you said the intro, like the intro had a pretty cool guitar. Let me see. Yeah. We hooked up the, uh, the the iPhone to the soundboard today because Tim and I, we did, we used to do this thing where we'd hotbox music and we would just sit and listen to music like forever. Mainly punk because it was your car. Yeah, it's punk in my car. But um let me see. Was it Killer Queen? Maybe. I have no idea. Let's listen to this. Are we gonna get are we gonna get sued for playing something like this? I have no idea. Probably gonna get sued. We talk about it. I I have no idea. This doesn't sound like a guitar queen. Oh, oh you know what? Actually hold up. I bet you I can find the guitar thing. Is it something like this? Maybe. I think you're raving about this part. I have no idea. I don't know. But. It's a weird song. I, I do like some Queen. I honestly think that Under Pressure is like one of their best songs. And what's the one? Another one bites the dust. Mm-hmm. That's such a good song. Dude. Really? The bass line in it is the bass just. The bass pretty sweet. On which one? Another one bites the dust. Yeah. I don't. I, I think the song's repetitive, um, and and a little dull after a while. Mm-hmm. But you just can't deny. Like every time you hear that, do do do, they're pretty groovy. Yeah, I think that's that's a great baseline. And it's I, isn't it stolen? I'm pretty sure it's stolen from another song. I thought so. I thought maybe. But I, th- I think you're thinking about Under Pressure by Vanilla Ice, who did the Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. And there's also another, there's an old Rapper's Delight from the 70s that sounds a lot like it. Oh, really? Do you know the song? I think it's one of the first rap songs that exists in mainstream pop culture. With like Sugar, Sugar Hill. Um, The song's called Rapper's Delight. Let me see if I can find it here. Sugar Hill Gang or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I had to learn about it um, in my history of rock and roll. This is it. The bass line, I think, sounds similar. It's not the same. It's in a different key. But this is like... 
This is a fun song. It's groovy, especially for how old it is. But you can kind of hear the old. That's pretty good. So this is a bass line. Yeah, it's like super funky. This is a better version. I know. I don't. I think this is like during the um, disco era. But yeah, this song claps for sure. And this is the rap. Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. Let me see. What year did that come out? Now that makes this a new music episode. Well, that's what it was gonna become, Tim. You know what it is. Always music. Well, you and I. This is what we do. Yeah, we just talk music. We're, we're just talking music and expressing ourselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, we still have to talk about Kanye West sometime. <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk a little bit about Kanye West here. So, Kanye West came out with a album called Follow God, and, and isn't that the name of it? Jesus is King. Jesus is King, whatever. I'm looking at one of his songs right now. It says Follow God. Jesus is King. Um, Tim and I are both Christian, so listening to this album is a little interesting, yeah. to say the least. Obviously, it's like, well... You know, this is this is our belief value. I think we can be a little bit more critical of some of the theology and, and, and the things that he's referencing. I don't feel that the, the album is overly offensive. To be honest, I think the album is cheesy and boring. Um, it, That's it, a hot take. I know. I know it is a hot take. There are elements that I really enjoy. There's some songs that I really think show Kanye expressing himself clearly. There's a good song about him talking about how Christians are going to hate the album and I was like hey that's like very introspective and that's very Kanye. It's clever right? Yeah. And so I'm like I like how he is just continuing to express himself and who he is and if this is what he believes now all the power to him. Mm -hmm. You know I think that Cameron when I talked to him about this album he expressed like there is a concern with Kanye because he swings all the time left and right you know like he's just a crazy person Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're gonna say you stand for certain values and then flip the coin another day like that makes those values look pretty stupid you know yeah Yeah. and so like yes like it's it's personal and and relates to us and I think that there are some cool things to think about and listen to in Kanye's album and if it speaks to you cool like listen to it. I think there's certain tracks on it that I think are very creative and cool. I just I don't think it's the best album he's ever put out. Mm-hmm. By no means is it, but I don't think that it's um, yeah. I mean, just like seems like an outlier of his whole discography. Not not necessarily. I think that it just <sighs> how do I say this? I, I feel that the album it's the least fleshed out is is an expansion of an audience you know he's reaching a different crowd Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing and it fits with who he is and what he's developing in himself now Mm -hmm. I just that that rubs me a tiny disingenuous kind of yeah and I, I I just almost pandering yeah it it feels very it's it's like hard to believe mm-hmm. you know what I mean I think that's like kind of kind of my process you know if I sat down with Kanye West and talked to him about it I'm sure I'd believe him 
Mm-hmm. Like where he's like, this is like what I'm really thinking. Like, this is what I'm doing. Like, you can't knock me for doing that. And I'm like, you're true, true. Like all the power to you. Like, I'm sure he'd say something like that. It's just still listening to it personally. Like that's where I stand where I'm like, yeah, there's just so much controversy and crap around this. I don't know how I'm supposed to enjoy it or get any true like artistic depth out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my, my take on his album for sure. But what do you think? I think I'm pretty similar with you. I'm kind of skeptical about the whole transition. Yeah. That if it's genuine, I think that's pretty cool. But it's ironic, right? Because you, you look at Christianity as a religion. You know, if you're someone on the outside listening to us talk about this, right? It's weird how Christianity brags to be a religion that isn't really truly a religion. It's really a question of, do you think, like, do you believe, like, Jesus is who he says he is? Like, this is the question, right? Mm-hmm. Do you put your faith in this or do you not, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the question with Christianity is like, is this something you want to center your life around? Right. And then you have all these Christians who just doubt people's decision to center their life around it. It's like counterproductive or it's just, it's just stupid. Like religious institutions is what the Bible makes fun of practically. Uh, and, and it's, it's not that it makes fun of it. It's like in the context of the new Testament in the Bible, Jesus comes and the church people hate Jesus. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, now we look at Christians who are looking at Kanye West's album. Kanye is not Jesus. Right. right. He's Jesus. Um, oh gosh. Uh, but, but he's still in this situation where it's like, the Christians are saying, well, you're not really a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, how is that any different than, you know, it's it's just so gross to me that certain Christians are such hypocrites all the time, including myself. You know what I mean? Where it's like, we're like, hey, you know, this is something that is wrong and, and we don't really believe the authenticity of this. And it's like... Yeah, you hear what I'm saying, Dan? Mm-hmm. I think that there's a little weight to this, like for the amount of baggage that Kanye West has and all the controversies. It seems a little bit more, more you could still be right in judging him. Not judging, but being skeptical. Yeah, okay. it's strange because the uh, the Bible is like, oh, like it's good to judge like fellow believers mm-hmm. where, where it's like, you know, you want to judge them and call them up to a higher standard, right? Like Tim, if you're going out and killing people and we believe in the same thing, right? I'm going to be like, Tim, listen, I'm going to sit you down and Hey, I'm judging you because that's not cool. You know, like the Bible says, don't murder and you're murdering people, you know? And it can be something even op- like something much more minor where it's like, Tim, you're drunk all the time. Like, Hey, you know, the Bible says don't get drunk and it's for good reason. You're miserable right now. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So it's like something as small as that, right? That's what the Bible is talking about when it comes to judging. It's just, it seems like people read that and they're like, I'm going to judge like the sanctity or the position of another person's heart, mm-hmm. which the Bible says against, right? It's like, you won't ever know the position of someone else's heart, right? Mm-hmm. So not to make this a whole Bible school lesson, but it's related to the faith. Like you're looking at a music album that is now connecting to something that I believe. And I think it's just an important part of interpreting and expressing my opinion about the album. Otherwise, like, you know, just from a, a standard musical perspective, yeah, you know, it's Kanye, he's sampling. 
Yeah. That's what he does, right? Mm-hmm. I just think that this album is different, and so there's more to deconstruct here. Exactly. But I don't know, Tim. What's What's been your music this year? What's been something that's been sticking out to you? We went and see. We saw Bon Iver. Was that album 2019? Yes. Came out. I, I like that album. Which one? The the news album? Yeah. Yeah, that album is interesting. Was the one he def- toured with. It was definitely interesting. To, it's more. I feel like the album was made more for him yeah. than for anyone else. Just for like how quirky and how... It's very strange. Digital breaking. What's the album called? I, I. I, I. Yeah, very weird. I thought in concert it would be more related to a digital computer breaking down, but it, it's not. Even though that's like the imagery of the album mm-hmm. on Spotify and whatnot. It's like a little nature with little... Yeah. I'm trying to look for different music. What do you think of Selena Gomez's new stuff? I don't think of... Uh, it was okay. I haven't listened to it. Oh, uh, I know how we're going to close out this episode, Tim. I definitely know how we're going to close out this episode. No, 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 no. I, and I think you can appreciate this. Tim, you are one of the biggest music listeners I've, I know. You religiously listen to music every Friday or every Thursday. What was it? New music drop Friday or something? Every Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. Like yeah. you are very into listening to what's in. Mm-hmm. And I think if you are trying to become creative in music, you need to be able to be open to hearing what is popular. Except country. Except country. Yeah. Screw country. Screw. Um, But... Like listening to the United States top 50 is something I force myself to do. As a matter of fact, I have it downloaded on my phone and I'm, it's always updating. That's what I'm listening to. Um, so I'd love to get your hot takes on the top 50. Let's do it. I think that's how we're going to close out the episode. And I, I think it's very fitting. So right now we have at number one, uh, lose you to love me by Selena Gomez. Have you heard this song yet? I think so. Just a little bit. I can play a, a quick sample of it here. This is the beginning of it. Sounds like piano. Sounds like Adele. It does sound like Adele. Hello? No. You promised the world and I fell for it. I think that her music is like pretty good. I put you first good. and you adored it. Set fires to my forest. And you let it burn. Sing off key in my chorus. The song has been written by... Um, Justin Bieber? No. No. <laughs> I'll just fade that out. Check it out. It's number one. Uh, I think this song earns a number one pretty well. Let me bring up the song credits here. Julia Michaels wrote it. Wow. And I, and she's a really good writer. Juliana, uh, my I, girlfriend, highly respects her. Uh, number two is Travis Scott, highest in the room. I, I thought he was cool. Like, I, yeah, Travis Scott's fine. And then we have uh, Follow God by Kanye West. If you want to know what we've been talking about, here's a quick sample of Kanye West's Follow God. Always with the samples, you know? And then straight into it. You look like you're digging it, Tim. I am digging it. It's good. <laughs> it's always catchy. Yeah, it's got high energy. I mean, my criticism of that Follow God song is that it's just... Repetitive? Yeah, it just it stays in that flow for the rest of the song. So, you know, if that's something that you're into, cool, get down to it. But you're, you're going to be bored. Um... Then we have Post Malone at number four for Circles. If you've heard this, it's really different to what he's famous for. Yeah, it's like, it sounds like psychedelic, or, or not psychedelic, but like chill rock, surf rock almost for a rapper. Very unique. Here's, mm-hmm. a, here's a chunk. 
sounds like a cheap version of Tame Impala. Yeah. Not enough layers for Tame Impala. I like it. It's interesting. Yeah. Number four. I mean, I think it's interesting when I talked to you about Post Malone, you were like, dude, like, I want to hate him, but he's... But I can't. It's, he's it's too good. I, I feel like that's how most people feel about Post Malone. He's, he's so quirky, yet he's brilliant in how he... His rhyming and everything. Yeah. Dude, there's a song... This is this is what frustrates me about the top 50. There's a lot of rap, and rap is cool. I love rap. Mm-hmm. But some rap is just garbage. There's a song called Bandit at number five. And what? I know that it's by Juice World. <sighs> and someone's like, dude, like, Juice World is the best, you know? I'm already playing the song. You can't hear it. I'm going to turn it up. This song takes, like, 30 seconds to get to a song. And he, listen to this garbage. Yeah. Are they coughing in there? Bad. What is he saying? Uh, I say, uh, I don't need no Molly to be savage. It's just like it, he takes 30 seconds of a song to go like this. I'm like, what is that? That's what a rap that we that, can't dude? That should not be on the top 50. I hope you're expressing yourself. I ju- it just seems like he's like, I'm cool. It's garbage. It's garbage. That's garbage. There's dude. no talent and tons like tons of people get you famous off that. You know what I will say though? There's this kid um on the top fifty right now. What is his name? Sean Mendes? No. He's this rapping kid. Lil Tika? Yeah. Yeah, Lil uh he's got like I like his music. His face pisses me off. He's a baby, dude. I know. Lil Teka or Teke or whatever it's, you say. <laughs> He is He's a baby dude His song is at number 30 Ransom It's been on the charts uh, For a while But he's got like His art design Visual art Like uh, for his uh, Background videos Really really cool I'm not gonna play it There's a lot of Explicit lyrics in the song Um, It's just Kind of the run of the mill Trap rap That's popular right now But I think he's got a lot of talent. He looks like a baby. I know. He's a young kid. He's so young. And I'm like, dude, all the power to him, you know? Yeah. Um, just kind of moving down the list. We got Memories by Maroon 5 at number six. That was an interesting song. I don't really like it. It was better than their Blue Pills, whatever, album that came out two years ago. I honestly don't want to play it. Um, don't, that's fine. There's a song called Someone You Love by Louis Capaldi. I've heard. He's been around for a while. Eh, eh, eh. I don't listen to him, but he's been around. Yeah. Um, you listen to Black Bear? Hot Girl Bummer is uh Hot Girl eight. Summer? No, Hot Girl Bummer is what it's called. Play it, I haven't No, it's no, too explicit. I can't play it. Okay. Um, but it's got a, a feeling. I bet you'd like it. We'll listen to it after, uh, okay? Is it like, like a joke on Hot Girl Summer? He just says like F U, F U, and you, you, you. That's like the song. Uh, That's how it goes. Okay. Um it's actually really catchy. It's like F U and you and you I hate your friends and they hate me too uh, <laughs> I think I actually have heard a song yeah yeah it's like very very super poppy dude super yeah. poppy um there's a song called Roxanne by Arizona something nine don't know who it is not gonna play it that's fine because it's explicit Dance mm. Monkey by Tones and I do you know this no number 10 I have no idea it's not explicit so we're gonna play it here it is hmm I don't hate it. Oh, I know the song. I think Juliana showed me this song a long time ago. It sounds 
like a typical pop song. Yeah. She's got a really, really high voice. It's not annoying, though. No, it's like on the verge. Yes. I, <laughs> a little raspy, <laughs> high raspy. I can't believe this. What? Sunflower by Post Malone is at number 12. It's still... still. It's a good... It's a great song. It is a killer song. It is a killer song, but wow. That's surprising. Uh, next up at 13 is Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Plickett. We did the Monster Mash. Oh, because oh, it's Halloween. 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 I'm oh. like, is that the song I think it is? I have a joke for you. What? Why didn't Frankenstein and his bride have any babies? Why? Because he had a Halloweeny. Okay, moving on. Uh, Thriller by Michael Jackson is number 15. Oh, yeah, we picked the wrong time. Ghostbusters, 17. Oh, Dude, these songs chart every year, I bet, huh? Mm-hmm. Speaking of Michael Jackson, he's terrible. Really? Yeah. Don't no. say that. Jules likes Michael Jackson. not talking about his personal stuff, but his music stuff. I'm oh. not a fan. You don't like Don't Stop Till You Get Enough? Or Thriller, it's so... I don't like it. You don't like Don't Stop Till You Get Enough? I don't like 80s. Oh, well, I mean, that's your issue. Especially with Stranger Things. You're offending Darren. He grew up in the 80s. Don't you know he's one of our producers? You will respect him. Hey, Darren, thank you for your always helping the show. <laughs> you're not. You don't want to say anything else about that? No, you're good, Darren. <laughs> By the way, Darren, just to let you know, Tim told me that he was going to roast you on the show because you don't stand up for him whenever we be we make fun of him. But you you can't make fun of him because he paid for you to go to an escape room, so you're forever in his debt. Thank you, Darren. Yeah, that's right. Thank him. Thank you, thank you, Darren, for supporting the show. Um, let's see. I'm kind of moving now. I can't believe Lizzo's "Truth Hurts" is still on the chart. So is bad she's been guy. some controversy lately. Whatever. I don't care about she's controversy. Been, no, not really. But she's been like accused of stealing other people's sounds a little bit. Whatever. Whatever. Everyone's stealing from each other. No. Lights up by Harry Styles, dude. Oh, I love Harry Styles, dude. Who? Never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, this stupid person. <laughs> um, can you believe Ozzy Osbourne is on a track with Post Malone? Have I you heard, heard? Have you heard it? I haven't, but I heard. He's scary. It's so scary, dude. Post Malone is really good at guitar. Are you ready to hear scary um, Ozzy Osbourne scream? Aye, aye. Ready? I feel you crumbling my arms. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> I, I bet you Post Malone just wanted to do a track with Ozzy Osbourne. Like, that's probably all it was. Yeah. And now he's on a rap track. Oh, poor Ozzy. He's been injured so much this whole year. Yeah. He's Dude, releasing a new album next it's year. It's wild how much Kanye West's album is on the top 50. Like, it's just filling up all the spots in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Da Baby is on. Oh, can I tell you how much I hate them? Really? I hate them so much. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's just more trap rap. It's nothing special, but people get down to it, so mm-hmm. that's what popular. Panini by Lil Nas X. Mm. I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is good. Now I'm like, okay, all right. But that's like most top 50. He's a one-hit wonder. You get tired of a lot of stuff like that. You never know. You never know. I feel like, I feel like Lil Nas X is like somehow linked to the Fortnite craze. And he's just going to stay relevant because of, like, being in pop culture and being marketed right. He's eventually become a Simpsons joke. Yeah. Or South Park. Um, How Do You Sleep by Sam Smith is still on the charts, 43. Kind of interesting song. You don't like Sam Smith's voice? I don't like his, his sad boy. 
aesthetic. Yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah. He's not even a boy. He's sad. Sad dude. No. He's like a sad, whatever they call him. Like the they. Because he changed his pronouns again. So he's like a sad they. Uh. Hmm. I, I liked his old music for sure. But. Him and his disclosure was good. Yes. Stuff. Yes. That was a good song. What was that song called? Um. What is that song called? That's an old one. 2013. The one that's like, dun, dun. They have yet to release a new album soon. Disclosure? Yeah. yeah. What have they been doing? Hiding in the dark. Latch. Latch, dude. This is a bop, dude. We should play it. Oh. Yeah. I love the mix on it. Like, very... It's just you. It's just cool. I like it. I still think the Lord song that they did with Disclosure is still pretty up there. But I like the R&B vibe of the song. Yeah. Sam Smith just sounds really good on it. He does. Yeah. This was peak Sam Smith. What? This was at his, at his peak. Maybe. No. I, I think How Did You Sleep is a good song. I, I think it is good. You know what song I don't like is Beautiful People. With Ed Sheeran and Khalid, dude, Ed Sheeran ripped up the charts with his collab album. I heard, like, he just reached so many new audiences. Like, such a smart move for him. Um, there's a lot of great tracks on it that nobody listens to. Um, there is a song called "Antisocial" with Travis Scott. Have you heard that one? I see. off his new album. This is it. It's so funny to me because like it's like Ed Sheeran trying to rap but like he used to do that with his acoustic guitar you know what I mean it's different type of rap but it's like the astro world like style yeah vibe, yeah Friday night and I'm riding solo and then Travis Scott yeah you know what I'm talking this about is a Travis Scott song featuring Ed Sheeran <laughs> I know well that's what all these songs were and you know he did a song with um Justin Timberlake? And uh, Skrillex. Oh, wow. Okay. That's really good. Um, yeah, I think you mentioned that last time we this talked. Is, this is the end of the song. He stole the riff from his Kingdom Hearts song. But. I mean, I think Skrillex has kind of evolved in a weird way. I like his uh, Skrillex breakdown right here. It's just like good production. Mm -hmm. It's dope. Yeah, I hope we don't get sued for playing any of these songs. Be sure that. I don't think anyone's going to care. No. That's the truth. Except for maybe Da Baby, because you made fun of him. Da Baby's going to get mad at you. No, he's a great creator. <laughs> Allegedly, he was bad by some person. <laughs> Look at us report. judging music. That's the only thing about judging music is like, we ain't never put anything good out. So, What about Hot Tub? What about Hot Tub? We're not going to talk about Hot Tub. Hot no, Tub's dead. More like Not Tub. Ooh, you got me. Mm. You got me good. All right, Tim. Any last words before we banish you from ever coming on this show again? Fine. I'll go back to my homeless spot. Um, 
you're gonna have questions for us if the patrons don't so i'm sorry i'm sorry patrons you must listen to tim smith's horrible questions any final questions tim no but i do have final thoughts what it's about creativity it's a good thing let's try it and see what happens that's simple yeah i like that and judge people harshly on their art <laughs> to weed out the terrible people <laughs> oh my gosh tim i'm serious i'm gonna judge you hard on your art dude go for it i don't you think i care i post so much stuff so much trash some of it is trash and people <laughs> like it that's the funny part <laughs> all right well i think that's a wrap for today thanks for being on here man thank you yeah it was good to have you Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan-funded by listeners like you, and we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars... Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.